0: Howdy listener and thanks for tuning into our podcast, The Movie Log, a journey through cinema. My name is Izzy
1: and my name is David. Each week one of us will pick a movie that the other has not seen. We will deep dive into our individual takes and historical background of the movie.
0: Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at TML a journey through cinema and Twitter at TML a journey
1: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's B-roll bonus episode.
0: So this week's topic is about fan theories. So what are some of your favorite film fan theories?
1: All right. So one of my favorite fan theories for films has to do with Jurassic Park. And the theory is that is that the mosquito in amber never really happened. And I like this because it actually works and it actually works into the Jurassic world series too. And what it is, is they, at the beginning of Jurassic park, they talk about how they went and they found all these mosquitoes in amber and they were able to extract dino DNA. There's a little cute cartoon, dino DNA and all this kind of stuff that explains this to you. And right after that, There's a scene where he talks about Hammond, talks about his first thing that he made money on was a flea circus, which is all about showing people what they think they know what they're seeing, not what they're actually seeing. It's all about sleight of hand. And so, what the fan theory is is that. He there never was any DNA that he basically, through genetics and research and the DNA already existing in certain animals, created all the dinosaurs. And he created the dinosaurs to look like what people thought dinosaurs would look like. At a certain point in time, which is why we don't have velociraptors with feathers, why we don't look—they don't look like certain dinosaurs look. Why sizes are off? Why some dinosaurs are bigger than than they really were back then? Why and why some dinosaurs are smaller? It's also how they can eat the plants and stuff like that around the island, even though a majority of those plants weren't around when they were around, and then it's further underscored in the new series with Jurassic World when B.D. Wong's character says, "Literally, you think these are dinosaurs? We didn't create dinosaurs. We created monsters because you wanted monsters." And they're, of course, the last one too. They're making, they're they're pushing now the dinosaur uh, genetics to making. Dinosaurs that they can sell for military value and things like that. So uh, the whole idea is in this fan theory that the, the dinosaurs were never, ever based on dinosaur DNA. That's my favorite one because it actually goes through all the films. Like some of them work on one or two films or they work in a certain set, but this one actually makes sense if you actually watch the films.
0: I just want to ask a question, but the first one of the first scenes in Jurassic Park is the lawyer in an amber farm, like for a better term.
1: Yeah, Hammond is creating the myth of finding the DNA in the amber because he has to make the movie and he has to show people the the why behind this. People are freaked out by cloning and genetics, and if he just says, I went and created dinosaurs in the lab, people would freak out. It's to kind of soften it. So what's your favorite fan theory?
0: Well, I have a couple of fan theories that intrigue me. Uh, one of them is that the monsters in Monsters, Inc., they're afraid of humans because they're afraid of the Black Plague or and disease and things like that, which to me makes total sense because their reaction to the sock uh, on that one
1: so, monster. So we're saying that...
0: Well, it's not just the Black Plague, but when I... When I read about it, usually people focus on the Black Plague because the medieval era is really, you know, you got the skeletons and you got
1: more about monsters,
0: monsters, and the dance macabre and things like that. So people like to focus on that. It would make sense to me that monsters would be afraid of catching human germs because they're human germs and. Well, they're also Sully is like a furry animal, you know. Flea, fleas, and ticks, and things like that come over from our world that would wreak havoc in their world. So it totally makes sense to me that they would be germaphobes and human germaphobes. And I thought that just totally like
1: that's why they any human contact. They have the whole SWAT team and the the suits and all that kind of stuff come in and.
0: Yeah, and I thought it was so perfect because in the first the first like half of the pandemic, well, in the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things that I kept on seeing was like the little clip of of the the yellow dudes, the yellow latex dudes uh shaving the dude and and washing him and stuff and people were like my coronavirus routine and things like that. So it totally makes sense to me. Uh, another one that I also like, which is also a Pixar one is the Pixar theory is that they all somehow fit together.
1: Yeah. They're all of the same universe.
0: All of the same universe or, uh, part of their multiverse and things like that. So I really enjoy that as well because it's just, it's a cute little thing. Sometimes it might not work. Sometimes it will work perfectly. I just like the little scavenger hunts. So dad, do you have any more? Well,
1: I have a personal one because, uh, and we were, and this is one that head canon that I kind of created in my head because I went and saw a movie based on a book, and I liked the book better. So I really enjoyed Ready Player One, the book, and I went and saw the movie Ready Player One, and they had changed the movie; the they had changed the story so much that it wasn't the same story anymore. I mean, there's elements of it, but it was no longer this epic quest. It was more of a race, all these other things. So I was kind of like, oh, okay. At the beginning of the book, the main character, Wade Watts, as he's telling you, he goes, you've seen all the movies and you've seen all the, the shows and they all got it wrong. And I'm here to tell you the truth. And that's when the book goes on from that. So I just, in my brain go, okay, this is one of the movies that Wade Watts says got it all wrong. And then I can watch the movie just fine. And it makes, and it makes total sense to me. So that's my headcanon for Ready Player One, that this is one of the failed attempts to explain the story of Ready Player One that's mentioned in the book.
0: Yeah, that's I. When you told me that, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm not so angry anymore."
1: <laughs> yeah, it basically was to. I was like, "Okay, now I can enjoy the movie as its own thing."
0: So, what is one of with head with head cannons and fan theories? There's always a double edged sword. So, are there any fan theories that you just don't connect with?
1: The head cannons or the fan theories that I have the harder time accepting are the ones that are, that try to link a series or movies that have gone over 40 years. So I'll give you an example because movies change, people change, our times have changed over 40 years. So a really simple one that actually works is that James Bond is not a person, but a code name. And 007 is his, 007 James Bond is his code name. That's why there's different Men that are James Bond. And even in the future, there could be different women being James Bond because it's all uh, a code name. Right. So there is no James Bond. The James Bond that we're watching in that series, the actor playing it, it's his time and his story. But the next iteration can totally change the James Bond story. So there's that. Uh, so I, that one works. But then you get ones like, I'll give you a Star Trek one that makes me just kind of like, ugh. Uh, so Star Trek started in the 60s. Special effects have gotten better. Story story arcs and the way that the structure shows have gotten better. Generally speaking, there's a lot of ups and downs in Star Trek, the Star Trek universe, but generally speaking, it's gotten better throughout its iterations. So people basically say because of First Contact, the movie, and they go back in time, and the Enterprise-E, uh, Riker, and those guys meet Zefram Cochran, who creates the warp drive. And because Zefram Cochran, for a second, sees the Enterprise-E and realizes what his creation is going to create, that is why all the new shows, all the ships look so, so good. Because he saw the Enterprise-E, and went, I'm going to make my ships look more like that than the ships that became... Uh, like Star Trek, the original, the original show. And I'm like, number one, you still have the original show uh, with the weird sixties look to it. Even after they try to update all the special effects, it still has that look to it. It still has the uneven storytelling from the sixties point of view. And it doesn't explain everything. And then it, it totally discounts the look of the animated series, it, and it totally, frankly, discounts the first half, the first half of the Next Generation run. So it's like those those are one time when they when they try to explain everything. It's like no, this series has been going on for forty years. Don't try to make a unifying theory. It's just forty years of this this universe. It's, it's going to be a little disjointed because different filmmakers and different people have come in. Don't worry about it. So that's that's the, those are the ones I tend to not like.
0: No, that makes sense because it nothing needs to be connected. It can all be.
1: I mean, separate. yeah, and, and and most of the fan theories that I like are the ones that just give you a different perspective of the storytelling. They don't like try to retcon or change the entire movie or show. You know when they go. Oh, it's real, this person is really the, like the ones that they go. Where the, the, the Jedi are really the bad guys, and they go off and they give you all these reasons of why how the Jedi are really the bad guys. It's like it's kind of uh, i like I I understand it. It's a good it's a, a unique perspective, and it gives you a perspective of why the Sith would work so hard to go against the Jedi's. But in in the long and short of it, no, the Jedi's are not the bad
0: guys. Yeah, because we have been told.
1: Well, the way that the, the stories in the universe is constructed, too. Yeah. So, anyway. Is there any that you don't like?
0: Well, one of the ones that I like, similar to you, I have a really hard time, is when they take away from the movie. Like, there's this Corpse Bride one where it's like, the movie is a dream, a nightmare that Victor, the character, is having about his pre-wedding jitters and things like that. Which, to me, is a is a dishonor to the movie. Yes, the movie has some rough patches in it, but it's a really good movie. A lot of people connect with it. And by saying that it's only a nightmare takes away from the character development of both Victoria and Victor, who are the human, the alive human couple. It takes away from the sweet story of Emily and it takes away from her surviving abuse and things like that, that I feel like pretty much you know disrespects the characters in the movie and I don't think that's what the headcanon is trying to say but that's kind of how I feel you know yeah
1: like, it makes sense
0: I also don't like the headcanons cuz there's multiple headcanons where it's just like the latter half after so and so gets his he- head hit on by when he falls it's all in his head that's why he's such a loser in the first half and gets the girl in the second half it's like no, because it's called character development. If it's in his mind, there's no such thing as character development, and it just bugs me.
1: Yes. In his head or in the character's head trope really bugs me. Even when it's really used in a film yeah. or or a television show, it's all in their head. Bugs me. And there's been many a show or many a movie where that trope was used that that was wrecked, unless it's movies like, um, where well, that's the focal point, where you're, you're, the character has a mental health issue, and you're realizing that that's the focus of the movie, and then that makes total sense. But when it's just done as a a twist, oh, nothing
0: fries me more. Yeah, nothing fries me more either, because it's just like it's like I said before, it's a disrespect to the movie process, and it just it just it gets my gears going. <laughs>
1: I know. So do you think fan theories are generally positive or generally negative for film or television or?
0: I think it's, especially with the internet and things like that, it's so much easier to find people from your community, if that's a Star Trek community or a horror community or a rom-com community. So I feel like headcanons help a lot of people, especially with the headcanons where it's like my favorite character is is trans now because I'm trans and I'm working through my identity and stuff. Or or I think actually this character, because it doesn't specify which race this character is, and that's how I can see myself in Hollywood. And I think those headcanons work really well to help people feel a lot more accepted in the world. And I think headcanons are really good for just communities in general.
1: I generally like fan theories and head cannons and things that people you use because usually what that is, it shows you a passion for the, for the story, for the universe that the, maybe that story is set in for you, you usually at that point, start building yourself as part of community. And right now with community, anything that builds community in a positive way, I'm super excited about. So those are type of those are the type of things I generally like about fan theories. The only ones that I have a problem with, and I and I know I'm talking about my own my own group, but I get really annoyed when there's a fan theory from a bunch of fifty year old white dudes that try to eliminate um, parts of the story as if these to to restrict who's actually in that story's universe or restrict the type of characters or, and they argue about things being canon or non-canon. That's the type when you start, when people start getting so uh, locked down of that's not real, that's not canon, that's not 1962 when the film was made or or when the first, I the first episode was done or 1966 or 1980 or whatever. it, It really, those type of, those type of things really get to me when it's all about being about the story, the universe, inclusivity, the getting people into it, talking about it, and having fun with it, that's cool. And a lot of times you see that that people are just having fun with it. They're they're like when they have the weird ones that like link Home Alone to Jigsaw. Oh, yeah, I love that. You know, it's like those ones, that's fun. It's like obviously people are having fun doing that. That's totally cool. And so – that's, that's the kind of stuff I like. It's like when you have these groups that kind of talk about that stuff outside. It's like, it's all the weird conversations we used to have when after school when we were walking home, just now done on digital format and done in this, in this world. And it's it's like, you know, it's the it's the, the new version of who would win a fight, Superman or Batman, or, you know, it's like all that kind of stuff. It's, it's So I really enjoy those type of things as long as people aren't trying to, use them as to claim land like i'm a proper fan because i understand all the stuff that's when i get like nope you lost me i'm gone bye
0: Mm, i can talk about that Uh, as a woman a comic woman who loves comic books and works in the comic book area uh i can talk your ear off about that Mm. um (laughs) that's why i'm leaving it but i yeah i think it's head cannons and that's one of the reasons why I like fan fiction too because yeah sometimes you, there, there is that fan fiction idea where, but sometimes it's just really wholesome. I'm writing myself into this episode or this movie that I really enjoy, and I
1: yeah into this universe. Like there's a there's this universe that's out there, like the Star Trek universe, the Lord of the Rings universe, the Marvel universe. It's a, it's a huge universe. So yeah, fans should have fans writing themselves in there or writing representation in there. That's fine. It doesn't. in in It makes it fun, and quite frankly, I've read some really amazing stuff. Sometimes I haven't read – it's not amazing, but it's fun. And then usually, like I said, the stuff that's really not fun is the people who are, again, have more of a message than a story.
0: When people try to argue, that's the thing that gets me – Yeah. Uh, so we hope that you enjoyed this uh, this rant. <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we are getting season two out. So follow us for more details about that at um, on Instagram at TML, a journey through cinema, or on Facebook under The Movie Log. Have a great day. Have a great day. Thank you for listening.
1: Thank you for listening.